You're listening to That's a Shame. Yeah, just go for it. Go for it. Talk ready? to Greg. Greg, can you guys say hello? You're listening to That's a Shame? Yeah. Go for it. Whenever hello, you're, you're listening to That's a Shame podcast. Yeah. And- Hello and welcome to episode 65 of That's a Shame. I am, I'm Declan and opposite me, head (laughs) bowed in either reverence or exasperation. Who can tell these days? Mm. It is Isaac. How are you doing? Not too bad. Good. Very full. Just had a lovely bowl of vegan chili. Why not rub it in more? Wow. Well, you were welcome to some. A bottle of Skittles. Skittles. I mean, did you ever used to have the uh, Starburst? Briefly, did a drink. I did. It was horrible. (laughs) It was the most. It was just melted Starburst, pretty much. That's why I loved it. No, it was too sweet. Too sweet. Too rich. Too syrupy. Anyway, episode That's what 65. you said on the form, anyway. In the <laughs> I long complained email. to Frankie and Benny's yesterday. I mean, first of all, why were you in Frankie Because <laughs> I was Benny's? really hungry and it was the closest restaurant to the cinema that we were both going to. And I had an hour to kill. And they had mac and cheese and I just thought that would hit the spot. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was very poor. Oh, no. It was so small. I counted 48 pieces of pasta and they were tiny little macaroni tubes. So oh, that was already God. a joke. It was hotter than the surface of the sun, which didn't improve any aspect <laughs> of the eating, especially as I was so it hungry. potentially disguised the taste. Yeah, which was not there. And then to test that, I allowed it to cool for a bit and then tried it, and it somehow tasted even less. Oh, good. So while I was sitting there, I just loaded the website and was like writing a scathing review like I was... Currently, a, I a am skilled. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. But people are good when you do that. Like they, I have probably done that five times in my whole life. But one time, me and my friend Jacob invented this character and started a blog for him many years ago called Donny Antiposit Kuke. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and he was uh, the kind of, as the name suggests, he was very fastidious. Yes. He complained about a lot of stuff. And we did very well at it. <laughs> we complained about like a bag of pasta opening weirdly. And Sainsbury sent us like 50 pounds of vouchers. How oh, good is that? Wow. So what I'm saying is we could complain Let's about all sorts. Absolutely start that. Look, here's a very direct link here. That Kindle sitting over there on my bed. I've had it for how long? Four days, five days, a week, something like that. About a week. Well, don't know if you can see from there, but there's a small scratch on the screen. Uh, Now, that was the driver, wasn't it? When he delivered it. Oh. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I noticed. I've I've told the story about how the woman pretended it was my birthday for him to deliver. Yes. Oh, well, to me. Yeah. Not to the list. Not to the show. Well, that's no. the story anyway. The man didn't want to deliver it. Um, and was like, oh, I can't do this delivery. So the Amazon woman called him up and was like, it's his birthday. You really need to. <laughs> and then it made an awkward corridor moment. But anyway, so the, the weird thing about this Kindle is that I looked in my bank statement to see how much they charged me for it because the delivery had like come up as not having worked because the guy had been like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not delivering it. Um, so they refunded it, but then the woman was like, oh no, but he can deliver it. So he arrived a bit later. And so I assumed they'd just charge me again. But what actually happened was 
they put in, they paid in £90 into my account and then the next day took it back out. So I'm, <laughs> at, I'm at level zero for this Kindle, which I've now, I'm getting swapped out for a new one. So I've done quite well. It's a very small scratch, but I thought, you know, I'd spend most of my you life. You and Donny, you're very particular. Yeah, we're fastidious chaps. Um, how's your life going at the moment? Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I'm back to work this week because last week I had pretty much the whole week off. Because it was half term. Exactly. Oh. I didn't just decide I don't have that luxury. No. Um, but uh, this week I'm back on. Horrid, is it? It's not dreadful. I've mostly managed to get rid of all of my morning stuff That's or all good. of my awkward morning stuff. Mm. Don't mind. I don't mind a Wednesday or a Thursday morning because who's you feel doing like anything on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? It's like a penance as well. It feels yeah, like you exactly. earn the rest of your... But I have told those Saturday morning cunts to fuck off. (laughs) Bye, guys. I, I mean, I because I was supposed to go Saturday, just gone. What, what was happening Friday night? Oh, I went to see a comedy show Uh with Freddie on Friday night, and I didn't get back till late. And then I was up even later, and it just got to that time of the night where I thought the cancellation hour. Here we go. Yeah, there we've passed the point of no return. Yeah. So I sent them a message and I had to have a little check of my excuse roster. Uh-huh. Turns out it was thoroughly exhausted. You have to these create people. a whole new one. I had to create a new level. A bespoke. Which, which it seems now is the, is the cutoff. Is it the nuclear option? Yeah, this is it. It right. was the granddad's, <laughs> he's not well. <laughs> <laughs> well. I thought it was his funeral. No, no, yeah, he's, he's not, not well. He's in that's hospital, another one, you then. see. And, um, and I was having to go back home to look after my siblings. Back home to hospital. I, I was, I was considering making home like abroad, like the also, Ukraine or something. What do you mean, look after your siblings? Because my parents are too busy at the hospital. Right. And how old were your siblings in your imagined oh, head? Four. Oh, right. Six. <laughs> They've I got one twenty. It wasn't year very old. fleshed out. It was shamelessly, unabashedly transparent. Yeah, but it's that um, level of transparent where, like, you're <clears> committed to it to the point that if they question it. Then they are like open yeah. themselves up, and to you're like, real. "Well, you haven't questioned any of the no. rest." Plus, this if, time, if that one happened to be true, yeah. you would feel so bad about it. Plus, it was uh, rather intentionally transparent because mm-hmm. I, in the same message, I was letting them go. I was letting them go gently. Yeah, these were the people who I might have mentioned it on the podcast. I had to basically audition for, mm-hmm. and then, way. well, as in, I was being trialed against two other tutors. Oh, wow. and they went with me. Much to my regret. <laughs> um, but uh, did they tell you that? They in, like, in, yeah. in no uncertain terms. Yeah. Before you sit down, Mr. Delaney, I think you should know. Yeah, no, they, they, they let me know. Wow, they sound horrid. But um, they were the ones who, they asked for a small discount. Um, <laughs> Chokers. And I was like, I could probably do that if you can guarantee me the two hours work at least a week. Mm. And they said, um, oh, yeah, we, we'll need at least two hours a week until the boys take their GCSEs. And one was 11. Oh, yeah. And the other was eight. <laughs> so Bloody hell. that was my That's eight-year contract. Willing so, to join. <clears throat> I figure if you stay in that for more than four months, you are legally obliged to do yeah, full eight years. So, so um, I, was, I just said to them, look. It's not um, you. <laughs> I said, no, no, much, no, it is you. Much though I've enjoyed shaking Lie. my head furiously <laughs> as I wrote it, much though I've enjoyed my time tutoring the boys, um, 
I feel as though it may be best if you go in another direction, uh, tutor-wise. Uh, my life has become far more hectic since uh, I took on the job. And, uh, I, and I, just, things to do. I just don't want to let you down again. Oh. Because in no uncertain terms, 9am on a Saturday is a sadistic time to make your child be tutored or to oh, make yeah, someone tutor your child. I haven't thought about poor kids getting up to do that. Um, Very depressing. I wanted to find mm-hmm. i mean because i have been trying to find a way out of this for a little while at least um because i don't mind there's two the younger one he's fine yeah he's quite he's actually the smarter of the two really mm-hmm. and he's the he's quite fun <clears throat> he's a bit of a handful sometimes but you're eight you might as well be yeah i guess um but he actually he knows he knows his stuff mm-hmm. Um, you just got to get him to say it. The other one, the 11 year old idiot fucking, he was one of the most, I've never wanted to punch a child <laughs> as much as I just wanted to hit this wow. fucking little dickhead and kid. Now listeners may recoil at what sounds like a lot of, you know, pent up rage there. Um, but actually what you should do is applaud Declan for the restraint. Yeah, that exactly. Shown because there you go. that's within him, but he, you haven't I, hit him, I, have you? I could have. There You've was had a, so many opportunities. There was, it was on, a, it was a first floor because it was like a townhouse uh. and it was first floor, the room where we were doing it. And it was just a big like patio door at the back, like huge like French windows at the back. And I just had a vision just throwing Amanda him through them, him off. straight through. <laughs> like, you know, that bit at the start of Watchmen where he throws the comedian out and for <laughs> slow-mo to see him like falling down. Oh, he was and just, you didn't. I didn't. No, right. I, I, you will be pleased to know. I think there's an extra field on your DBS check where they put that. <laughs> Defenestration. Like, yeah, like, no, they've had a, he's thought about this stuff, but he still hasn't done it. Like that's extra credit. And it works in your favour. Yeah. yeah. It Definitely. actually takes off one crime. That you, <laughs> you get to choose one. Um, he was just, he was not unintelligent, mm. but he had the shortest attention span. And he would exhibit it in some of the most grating and, frankly, insulting ways. In that, <laughs> so so sometimes so uh, in the last three weeks that I tutored them, mm. here are some of the things he did. Uh, we sat down to start, and I opened my mouth. And I went this, and and I said that, and he just got up mm-hmm. and he walked around to the back of the television and got the phone. And brought it to the table. Right. And put it down. And I hadn't seen either of his parents. I thought maybe his mum was like, had gone to the shops or something. He was getting the phone. So I started talking. I was like, so this week I figured what we could do, we go through some of the like literary techniques that we talked about last time and see if we can remember what they, and he pressed the button on the phone and, and it's there. And then he just looked back at me. Well, is this a house phone? Just yeah. like a landline? Yeah. Okay. And I sort of looked at him for a second. And then carried on. Okay, so yeah, so I'm going to write down a list of literary techniques and uh, I'm going to get you to try and provide an... And he leant forward and he pressed the button on the phone again. What button? And it. Just uh, any button. They don't do anything. And I, I... Well, that's why I asked. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he went, just checking the time. Oh! <laughs> I was like, I've been right. off! <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you think that's, that's bad, joke. right? That's about, like a power move. About a week before that, <laughs> I just grabbed the phone and threw it away. Should have just bitten it in five pieces like a Toblerone. <laughs> or just swallowed it whole. Just pushed it straight down. Um, that's the so week funny. beforehand, he... He he's studying Midsummer Night's Dream, uh-huh. but they aren't given a copy, and he hadn't and he <laughs> hadn't done that. Makes what it a lot But um, and like his parents hadn't got him one. Good. Um, and so I, I was having to lug that fucking complete works of Shakespeare to and fro. Oh. So I got it out, <clears throat> and I went right. So Midsummer Night's Dream, and I was like, okay, just give me a second to find it. And he thought that that meant. I'm going to go over here and play trucks while <laughs> <laughs> you flip through the book. And I was How like, old is this kid? 11. He's playing with trucks yeah. at 11. I know. That's, that's weird, isn't it? So he came back. And I think the last one, the one that infuriated me more than anything was his willful uh, refusal to, <laughs> <laughs> to let her just take me uh, <clears throat> to focus on a question. Uh-huh. I'd say to him, uh, so we, 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 we started reading Harry Potter, the first mm. one, which he claimed was quite too difficult. Wow. Which it was not. Okay. He's just lazy. Um, There's a lot of trucks to be getting on with. Exactly. And, uh, I asked him, what company does Mr. Dursley work for? Uh huh. Is that Prime Minister Dursley? No. Oh, right. Father of the other Dillsbury. <laughs> Dillsbury. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. <clears throat> and he go oh, just a big sigh i don't know i'd be like well it's in it's in those three pages that's what's said. helpful isn't it so, i find so if you have a look and he'd like look and then he'd look like turn the page and look and he just sort of like look away for a bit and then it would seem totally forget that he'd ever been asked a question or indeed that I was there until I, I'd sit. I, I sat once to see how long he would let I a see, silence last. Three minutes. Wow. I just sat looking at him. What was he looking at? Anywhere. He was just sort Not of like looking either. around. Nope. And then I went, so You're dust where, do, so where does he work? And he went, who? who? <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, like, he's so, going to be like middle management. For yep. his entire life, like high up middle management. I um I mentioned an exercise that I got him to do. Uh-huh. I've got it here. Oh, um, <clears throat> the one about I'd write down the boring. Some, yeah, oh, I'd yeah. write down some uh, some literary techniques, and he could write an example. Oh for yes, yeah. I do this every. I cycle it through based on when they forgot exactly they did it last time. <laughs> for since when if I ever ask them, you know, to list five techniques yeah. and they can't do it i get well, to do this here again. we go <laughs> <laughs> you brought this on yourself. <laughs> technique quiz so the six that i gave him were uh the first <laughs> the first five are probably like just decent the sixth was just for my own amusement little did i know that the first five were cause enough <laughs> so they were simile metaphor okay. yeah personification oh. alliteration old fave onomatopoeia mm-hmm. and rhyme oh the rhyme i know him so <clears throat> simile the elephant was like a gigantic skyscraper <laughs> okay shame to diminish its size by comparison but that's yep. fine <clears throat> metaphor the boy was a son 
O or U? U. Okay. What did he mean? <laughs> don't I don't know. Right? We'll skip we'll come back to personification. Onomatopoeia. Crash. Good. Yeah. That's gave, a solid one. I was gonna say I gave that one a tick, but I literally didn't. Um Rhyme. <clears throat> there was a boy who liked to play with his fun toy. Doesn't scan very well. Not very well, no. Um, Bracket trucks. <laughs> alliteration. <laughs> Funny fish. <laughs> I just like that the, the bare minimum of alliteration being two words was all he bothered Funny with. Fish. <laughs> and then personification. His first attempt was. The book read to me. <laughs> I said, absolutely not. Try again. He wrote, the chair moved. <laughs> wow. And you're not staying with this <laughs> I have fucked him right off. Bloody hell. I was doing, this just reminded me, What one of my best students uh, is a year nine who's just really into like horror films, Mm -hmm. just is always giving me film recommendations and things. Yeah. And we were doing an exercise. She's basically like very good at English and doesn't need to have a tutor. So we mostly do like creative writing exercises and things like that. We were doing a thing where we write like a sentence of a story and see where it goes. And there's a real curveball that she threw in here. That's always (laughs) I think you should... I'm going to read it just as written. Okay. See if you can pick up on when the story takes a a turn. All right, okay. Because there's some real mood being set here. All right, okay. Once upon a time, there was a cottage in the woods. That was my opener to kind of cement it in a very simple style. I didn't want it to go off off the rails. Well done for cottage, not cabin, so as not to infringe on copyright. That is its own lesson. Of course. (laughs) That's one of my five classic lessons. The cottage was quite small with little windows and no door. Nearby, a small river frothed and foamed over a smattering of sharp rocks which jutted out from the shallows these rocks weren't normal rocks they were vibranium rocks okay that's that's a mini curveball that's a little curveball but that's fair yeah i mean it's you know it's in vogue it's a kind of thing that could happen as night fell blue light spilled out of the windows like paint dripping from a bottle the light accumulated and turned into a wispy gray fog at the stroke of midnight, as if in a fairy tale, which I think I took to be a, a bit of a kind of meta joke. Yeah, that's right. A figure appeared where the door would have been, his face covered by a hood. His raspy breath was heard for miles and feared by everyone, because when he came, death was soon to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame when kids write sentences like that. Got any grapes? Yes. <laughs> Yes, he said. And then in italics, Mwahaha, she will be my first victim. He led her into the forest. Oh, no. Are the grapes here? Yes, he replied. <laughs> Jess uh, was small for her is this, age. Is this person okay? <laughs> Have fine. they got anything they want to tell you? <laughs> a bright shock of red hair sat atop her face that was the picture of innocence. She was dressed in a green smock ill-fitting and falling apart. She was not the brightest bulb in the chandelier, but she was willing to do anything in the name of grapes. (laughs) In the name of grapes! Her mother always told her... Where was it? Jess, you won't go far in life, but you'll always have your grapes. (laughs) And have them she would. 
As they rounded the river bend, the Sandman eyed his prey with a glint. She wouldn't make for much of a meal for his bird homies, but it would have to do. His bird homies? <laughs> was that you? No, it actually oh, wasn't. No. Well, here they are, he said. Cool. She tottered off to find the non-existent grapes whilst he pulled out his axe from his robe oh. to be continued. Well. What a great story. Now, grapes. <laughs> What's the thrust? What's the angle? I don't are know. Are grapes a metaphor? I don't think so. Just literal. I think it's just about grapes. That's incredible. I think that's what's so good about it is that that's it's the just plain and simple, like new sincerity. Yeah. Like it's you don't, just grapes. Doesn't need to conform to any previous no. narrative MacGuffin. What, how <laughs> great is this? The, she wasn't the brightest bulb in the chandelier, but boy, <laughs> would she get her grapes over it. It's well funny. Uh, also, another nice thing happened. I've been reading, I read Stephen King's On Writing on mm-hmm. my Kindle, and that's sent me down a rabbit hole of just reading loads of other people's <laughs> books about writing, which is really interesting because, like, logically, it follows that people who are good at writing will be good at writing books about writing, but they're good at making it sound a lot more magical than it is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's both so much truth and so much bullshit in everything that anyone <laughs> writes about writing. But <clears throat> I was doing a similar creative writing thing with a boy I teach who's autistic. He doesn't really speak at all to his family, to anyone. But I will, like, as I've been there for maybe two months now, it's kind of ramped up to, he'll ask me, like, single word questions like write or say like write it down if you want if you want to know if you should copy something and we've mostly been doing he's like i think he's probably about 14 or something and his family they want him to do the functional skills qualification yeah. rather than gcse <coughs> yeah no, I'll, I'll teach some uh-huh. kids who are doing that so we've been doing mostly just stuff to do with that but then it occurred to me that we hadn't done anything interesting ever so i thought we'd try and do a similar sort of thing like uh not quite a sentence each story but i was going to write like the skeleton of a story and he was going to fill in the blanks with like details that he'd come up with and so i wrote a very simple like once upon a time there was a a blank called blank uh lived in a blank had a blank all this stuff and then we started going through it and he was just filled everyone with grapes (laughs) (laughs) the end no well he was really baffled by the concept for probably about 20 minutes we were just talking by which i mean i was talking and sort of trying to judge his reaction as to what it meant like what this blank space meant as a concept and he was uh i was saying things like it could be like what do you think this character should be called are they a boy or a girl are they young or old name anything about this character basically and he would think about it for a while and go tell me I was like, well, I can't tell you because it's your character that we're going to come up with. And this went on for a while and I had to take like a multitude of different approaches to try and get this information across. And eventually, I can't remember what I said, but I wish I'd remembered because it was a great moment of him just realising that, oh, there's no right answer. It can be anything. And once he realised that, it was off. (laughs) We found this list of names. Because he, he was mostly, he was trying to come up with a name, but it was just naming like people in his family and he wasn't happy with it when we were writing it in. So I did like a random name generator. <clears throat> it generated a hundred names, quite American leaning, so yeah. like Cody uh, and things like that. <laughs> and <laughs> Names one, like Cody and yeah. other great names, just like that. <laughs> dot org. <laughs> 
Uh, and the one he settled on was the, he pointed at one straight away, like I was scrolling through and he just pointed at one and it was the name Shoana, which is a name <laughs> I've never heard, but he was well in, into it. So he came up with this character, how old she was. She had a pet rabbit called Midnight. And there was a Very really, nice. it was really nice to see that transition from someone who's clearly only ever been taught how to like do the very basic practical binary this is right or wrong skills the moment he was like realizing that you could just write anything it was like it renewed my interest in <laughs> art as a concept so yeah, you can just do anything you don't just have to answer timetable questions for your whole life here we go it's lovely especially not for the english exam very rarely <laughs> sometimes that's when they really get you um we went to see black panther didn't we we did speaking of that was art. just last night how was it Name some of your experiences leading up to it, because you were in a, a lovely mood when you belted into the cinema. I just don't, I don't <coughs> like that, you know, seemingly everywhere I go now, oh. I'm the guy who turns up annoyed because <laughs> something's happened. That's just I don't like it because I like turning up and enjoying a situation and whatnot and being out and socialising. But I, I am often it's just, just in personality you've got. <laughs> This goddamn inescapable essence of me. Um, I'd driven from Ricelip. You always bring in Ricelip on this show. Where are you, fucking agent of the Ricelip Tourist Board? That's me. You cannot exist, guys. There's so many stations out there. (laughs) All of them as far away from anyway as you could hope to be. Right. So I'd driven in, and it was actually not. As bad as I thought it would be at uh-huh. the time. Because we were going to Wembley, which is like, yeah. it's the biggest arena in the country. Yeah, go for Maybe. it. Maybe. Twickenham might be bigger. Yeah. But it's certainly like one it's of the pretty largest. big. Yeah. You it's the most it iconic. Space I just made up. Mm, yeah. I can see it from pretty much everywhere I tutor. Yeah. And that's space. Yeah. So That's our space. Ergo. <clears throat> so... Uh, and so I, I thought that the traffic would be heavier. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. I thought, this is all right. Then... An old woman tried to kill me twice on oh, the same no. road. <laughs> she wasn't even driving. Uh, sadly, she was, oh. though I hope never again. <laughs> uh, just careering across several lanes, wow. but only ever in front of me. Was it a cry for help, though? Uh, no. Was it like that short story where I, it's like the person following you, dangerous stop, driving no, behind stop, you? Stop, stop trying to empathise with her. I think she was... No, the, she was horrible. Because I pulled up alongside her to... Yeah, you know, see if she was okay, slash swear violently. <laughs> and she was just eyes forward. Robotic. But only forward. But that's because <laughs> she was scared. Of what? There's something in the boot, obviously, telling her all sorts of things, like where her dead husband is. And oh, stuff. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. There will be a bloody body in the boot of that car if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> so you anyway, dodged her. I dodged her. I don't know why you weren't feeling life-affirmed then. Well... <clears throat> Because, you know, it doesn't put one in a great mood. I just don't like people doing whatever the fuck they want on the road. <laughs> There's just a set of rules. Like a bad place. And it. some of them are <coughs> mostly arbitrary, yeah. like speed limits, you know. And and that's fine. I, I get a bit of wanting to go 35 and a 30. You, you know what? You go for it, you monster. But just people who, you know, the rest of us have queued in this line of traffic because we can see that a hundred yards up the road, the other lane's blocked mm-hmm. and we don't want to have to bother with all this merging nonsense because it just creates a lot of tension, anger and delay. Mm. But then some cunt thinks, oh, look at all these idiots just sitting there in that line of traffic. There's a perfectly good road here. <laughs> Zoom down the front. 
get to where the car's parked and then just flip the little indicator on. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm coming in here now. <laughs> like, you yeah. fuck off, pal. <laughs> but what annoys me more than him is all the people at the front going, oh, go on, let him in. Yeah, those enablers. I, I would be, if I could do that thing from the second Matrix film, yeah, where all the Agent Smiths just become everyone on the road. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> that would be great because I'd just become everyone mm. and leave that one prick sat there for the rest <laughs> of time. <laughs> but I turned up and I had to find somewhere to park. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because of the time that my tutoring had finished, I was already like, I had like five minutes to go until the film started. So I just had to pick the nearest parking rather than try and find a yeah. road somewhere. <clears throat> um, the nearest parking was... <laughs> Now, let me say this loud and clear for the <laughs> listeners. £20 for a space. Mm. £20. That's a lot of pounds, isn't it? That is several pounds. Because there, was, context. because there was an event somewhere. <clears throat> but it wasn't at Wembley. It, it wasn't like lit up. No. There was nothing going on. It was clearly that there's an event going on there at some point. Mm-hmm. And they've just left the signs up. Like, why not? Yeah. Because a very useful scam. It's great. We should start doing it. Oh, I'm going to do it everywhere. We can charge that guy who comes around to have singing lessons to park <laughs> in our spot. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I, I turned around mm-hmm. and I went, Threw well, up. no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not paying this. Oh, goodbye. Yeah. Turned around, drove out and then pulled up, tried to look up where there was other parking. All the other parking Rob within slipped. a walkable distance was the same company it was just a different lot oh, no. so it's going to be the same price so i had to do the u-turn of shame and come back around to the same woman and be like me again i'll take <laughs> space you know what thank you <laughs> <laughs> i haven't got time for you charlatans um so it was 20 pounds or it was a pound an hour if we spent over 40 pounds in the the in like, the complex estate but like isn't that that felt like just as much of a slap in the face that you have to spend over 40 pounds so that you can still pay for parking it's It's just nonsense but anyway so i did that and then i had to get in and then it's a weird shaped building and the escalator that i went up to get into the building then it was was nowhere near any of the other escalators in the building so i didn't know how to get up to any higher floor yeah or higher power. No, no <laughs> anyone who could help. <laughs> so I, I like only just got there in time. Then there were idiots ordering tickets at the drinks counter. Yeah, imagine which I just who's can't like the idea of, of merging the ticket and confectionery counters into one place. If you can't, so poor. If you can't get your tickets from the simplest menu-driven touchscreen, <laughs> then you just don't deserve film. No, you should. That barrier for entry seems, if anything too low yeah <laughs> to be allowed to appreciate you have to do the image. functional skills maths <laughs> and English. Three. um <clears throat> so we got in just in time for a very poor pacific room trailer oh it looks like total drivel and intriguing i don't understand this giant robots uh subculture of film like it's just not entertaining i don't understand the giant robots subculture Anyone f- who... But what about in real life giant robots? But they're all shit. I don't know about that because I heard that there were some good ones on the horizon. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> there they are now. The Transformers. No, but there was that thing where like the United States competed in a big robot. It, did you battle. see any of it though? No, it was, was it poor? Bullshit. Was it just like a... It was just like 
two dustbins being thrown two at each Roombas other. <laughs> trying to find like the fastest two way Roombas out. Two Roombas fucking. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, don't really get it. So I'm not on board for any of that. What are but they the film Kaijus. The Kaiju. No. I think that is the Kaiju. Okay. No. Not the Kaijus. The... <laughs> like oh, you no, said. it's not a subculture It was your stress that worried the me. Kaiju. Yeah, there we go. Not the Kaijus. No. Okay. Is that an important <laughs> distinction I should I keep in mind? I don't know. It just feels <coughs> moderately more offensive. The word already feels quite offensive. Yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah. It... Artistically, at least. I won't say what it sounds like, but you no, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... That it, it was the laziest form of sequel, it seems, where they were like, so what's the plot this time? It's like, here's the thing. Same guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. Um, but there's slightly more of us. Bigger as well, probably. Uh, a bit bigger. but And there's we're not quite as big, but where there's more of us. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty good. <clears throat> and John Boyega's in it, though. Oh, yeah, like there you it. go. And Charlie Day. Oh, that's odd, isn't it? Oh, very Weird bit of casting. So we saw that. Then uh, moderately intriguing Avengers. Oh, yeah. Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity War Part 1 trailer. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. Yeah. The Black Panther began. began. Good, wasn't it? Very good. Yeah. A lot very, better very than good. I expected. A lot better than all the other Marvel films. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel films. They're very watchable, but they're very fluffy yeah they're just no they're just a bit of fun <laughs> yeah that is it and that's fair but i have found i find them fun but not in the cinema very often oh, I've, really? I've been bored in marvel films in the cinema more often than not that's mm. why i stopped going to see them that's interesting i normally watch them on netflix about four years after they come out i find them interesting in the cinema and then almost never again mm. unless they've got some good like set pieces in in which case i'll i'll put up with the fluff yeah that's <clears> fair enough but no it was it was great it was the music was great. Yeah. The acting was great. Yeah. Story was cool. Yeah. The action scenes were very well done. Yeah. The rhinos. Oh, Top draw. Fucking three fuck off rhinos. And they had armor. Would you believe That's listeners? Um, and it was just more interesting. It was definitely more interesting to see a superhero film that couldn't just, you couldn't have just replaced the lead with any other working no, actor in exactly. Hollywood. Exactly. He was like actually defined by something other than just being muscular. <laughs> there was more to his character. Yeah. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was well put together. Yeah. Um, which is more than you can say for a lot of them. And how do you feel about the backlash, the kind of anti Wakanda backlash? Well, it's I, not a real I actually haven't seen any of it you myself. Wanna, I think you should I've, have a look. It's quite The only backlash I've seen is perhaps even stupider, which is, uh, that it's appropriation because it wasn't actually filmed anywhere in Africa, let right. alone the fictional Wakanda. It wasn't filmed in Wakanda? It wasn't filmed in Wakanda, no. Oh, now that, that does seem a bit dicey. It does seem like we're, they're They should have at least that. founded a country to, yeah. just, just for tax reasons. Get the UN on board. Yeah. <laughs> seems <laughs> lazy. Just about nodding towards Palestine. I'm sure we can get them to do Wakanda <laughs> in like a two for one. <laughs> Um, but no, I thought it was very, very good. We would recommend, is that our... Oh, thoroughly. We don't have a rating it's system. It's got a TAS seal of approval. Yeah, we should come up with an official thing for it, like Keen or Scream, like that. Something like that, something catchy. Okay. But we both like Scream, so that might get confusing. Yeah, but it's it's about a film that makes you scream, brackets, in rage. Oh, Or just I in see. disappointment. Whereas... S- imagine a scream of disappointment. Oh! oh! 
It just ends in like blood <laughs> congealing on the back of your throat. Look, I've got a question for you, and it's from the 36 Toby King. So could you just do that again, but with just slightly less enthusiasm? Look, I've got some bullshit thing to ask you here. It's a question, and it's about love. You'll remember, listeners, that we've asked a grand total of about four, three, three of these so far. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, there's 36 questions you ask them to each other. We're looking to be in love by about 2024. Yeah, I think by anyone's estimation, it's going to be a big year for us <laughs> and the Democrats. Uh, question four. What would constitute a, quote, perfect day for you? <sighs> What a boring question. question. If I, I think that if you can fall in love with someone who's asked you this over the description of a day, mm. then you your personality other, is just not, in a not good way. It's just not worth worrying about. My <clears throat> my girlfriend was watching an episode of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I think it's like the drag of drags. See, I can't remember what they <laughs> fucking call it, but the. The like the, the like winners, the top, winners, top of the top, like the Champions League okay. for drag racing. Wow, <laughs> not actually drag. No, racing. no, no. <laughs> um, and I, I was on the PlayStation, and I was so I was just could hear it next to me. And RuPaul comes into the room where they all hang out, yeah, uh, seemingly, and he's like, "I've got a challenge. I'm mm-hmm. not doing the voice." Good for everyone. Thanks for that. Um, so if you the ardour of editing out, I have to edit it down to like a robot voice. Um, it's just me repeating, Mister Pete. Mister Pete. Um, and he's like, "Hey, so um, this week's challenge is based on my idol, Andy Warhol." Not doing the voice, we are doing the hand gestures. Look, they can't <laughs> see that. I've got to get into character. Yeah, somehow. that's fair. That's fair. Um, and so they had to do two different tasks. Mm. I can't remember what the second one was because I was too busy pondering the first, which was because I, I assumed perhaps offensively, some might say mm-hmm. that this was going to be based on, let's say the Marilyn Monroe portraits. Uh-huh. Um, but instead Rue being the slide dog that he is. Yeah went instead for the Campbell soup tin. Nice. And the task was to design a soup tin that would convey your charisma, your oh. character, and your, That's I don't know. That's a very abstract bit of television. But I just, all I could think of was that if I think if you can boil your personality down to a soup tin... <laughs> You shouldn't There's be a drag queen. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to talk to other people. Yeah. That does seem that, like a very that, It sounds scope. like an insult from the thick of it. That he's got as much charisma as, as a, a soup, soup tin. <laughs> like, so you so, say your perfect day is painting soup cans? It's eating soup oh. cans. <laughs> wow. Get um, the iron in. I don't know. But my perfect day is just... Because the, the trouble with this question is that it's only dominated by cliche. Yeah. And either, also, either the original cliche or the backlash to it. Mm. The original cliche being, of course, like, oh, you know, it's a beautiful sunny day and we go out for a picnic on Hampstead Heath and we can look over the whole city. And, you know, and then in the evening we go and, and we get something to eat and we're go looking at each other across one. the table. Maybe, you know, we go for a little walk and it's really, it's nice. It's like a warm evening. And then we There's go a homeless home. man, but he's kind of handsome. So it's fine. Uh, it's nice. 
nice and you know we chuck a couple of pennies and kick and he dances a little sort of used condom at him so and then we go home and you know it's just you know everything just you know it goes from there Uh um and then of course the backlash to this which is what my perfect day is which has become its own cliche is i am in bed until three (laughs) i wake up generous there's stuff that can be heated up in the oven yeah with no effort. Why not a step further? Why not just, if it's your perfect day, why not just click your fingers and a bank? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. I, I mean, we've taken the, I've taken the Carl Pilkington route, haven't I? Yeah. Like it's, it's a perfect day, but it's within the bounds of what yeah. a day. My can perfect be. day is I become God. <laughs> <laughs> and then all no, the rest no, of my not, days. Not become, you are realized That's as meant, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I suppose so. Um, I, I can't do that because I, I'd, I'd always squander it. Why not just have some like limited amount of power that you don't normally have usually though? Why not? It's just your normal day, but you can fly. Yeah, all right. That's your perfect. Yeah, don't I'll just say, it. yeah, all right. You can't just have the first one. I can't. Oh, that's fine. I'll take it. Any, any day that's, you know, different from the, wow. different from the norm is, is fine. Yeah. Why not? What about if your perfect day was on the way to Black Panther when that woman had like cut you up? She just exploded <laughs> she into just, a pink mist. She, she just killed me. <laughs> She'd just driven wow. straight into the side of the door. But I experienced in that instant the entirety of life's joys. All happiness that you could have. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. And it like was an epidural. so incredibly euphoric that wow. it made up for the fact that you know, I was dead at 24, obese, and hadn't even seen Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I mean, okay, what about, I, I'm telekinetic then. I've always thought that'd be quite cool. But only for a day. Well, it's only a perfect day, isn't it? Yeah, so That's how, does, how does telekinesis make that day perfect? I would fuck shit up. <laughs> I would <laughs> carry the bed. shit out of Colindale, <laughs> let me tell you. You'd be moving stuff I'd away. I'd be yeah. just, I, I mean, I, I know that I like to think that I'd do the the classic, I've got this great power, but I mm. use it to sort of just annoy and aggravate, maybe help here and there. But I know that within half an hour, that's generous, I would be knocking down buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be pulling the foundations out of the earth. Everything in that allotment over there, I'd just uproot it. Wow, make just them, for the hell Make of the it. fuckers start again. That's very brutal. What about this twist on it then? What if um, a genie comes down where where are they from Jimmy? comes down from the lamp that i keep on my top shelf imagine my if lamp shelf. It had a, a, a genie that was just in like a standing lamp <laughs> rather than an antique just light bulb. you just twist the light bulb and he like comes out what very poor wouldn't it well he pops in and he's like good luck guys good news um we're giving you a perfect day oh. don't ask who we are and then he Thank checks God. the forms. He's like, I just need you to sign here on the perfect day release to say that you're ready for. Yeah, yeah, a perfect go ahead. Day. But, but where is it? And just he's like, just there. sign there. There's a box there. And oh, I thought there were two boxes. Sharon must have made a mistake on that. I'm going to need you to both sign in the same box. And what it means is, I'll give you both the perfect days, but you're going to have to kind of compete because you live in the same space. Any elements of your day that would impinge on the other person's day, they're going to be at serious loggerheads. Right. And so we're left with a clashing vision of a perfect day that between us we have to make into some <laughs> your, compromise. Your, your vision of a perfect day is 
a day where I don't have telekinesis. (laughs) (laughs) It's really really at odds with mine. (laughs) Well, how would we come to a compromise of a perfect day then? So here we have to consider what we both want individually more than anything. And then also will that be affected because if if one okay. of my things like like if one of mine was it would be great if i woke up and instead of living with you guys i lived with the cast of glen gary glen ross okay, good and they were know. just acting it out in the kitchen 24 7 so the the like the the, the trade-off there is that i have to be williamson because <laughs> you can't be seen in the yeah. same room as kevin spacey yeah, <laughs> okay so that's um, that one side. okay so that's that i was thinking if we're going for your god thing uh-huh I'm happy to be the Holy Ghost oh. as long as it's telekinetic. Okay, no, I can, I can <laughs> slide off that. on that. I guess. You can be father and son if you want. Yeah. I'm not I'll interested in those. Oh, well, more for you, I guess. <laughs> what about in terms of... Like, Everyone knows that the Holy Ghost is, you know, the silent time. MVP. Yeah, well, he gets those re- little red lamps in churches, doesn't he, to yeah. show if he's in, in session. I, I'd be fucking with those. Let me turn tell you. them on and off. Turn, I'd, turn them, I'd turn them off, but I'd be sat there anyway, listening oh, to what people were saying sneaky. about me. <laughs> do you, that's not what they're there for. So, do you think the priest goes and extinguishes them? Like, I don't even believe in this ghost. How <laughs> holy can it be? If there were a holy ghost, I couldn't just turn out his fucking candles. <laughs> okay, that's good. I think we'd be able to come to some sort of shared what would we? What, what do we want? What could we do for a day? I think I'd want to go bowling, but there's a caveat to it, which is that we get free. That's it. That's That's the only caveat. I want two for Tuesdays back. Oh yeah, two for Tuesdays was uh, two. What? what, what It was two rounds of bowling, and the drinks prices were were ludicrous. It was like one pound twenty (laughs) three. Or something really oddly specific. It was one ninety five, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for a spice. pint of it was amazing. For a pint of Stella, what a time to be in a little chalice glass. <sighs> so we just want those lined up. Yeah, uh, we're hosting a Disney night at the Chandos. Sure. Yeah. Um, and God's there. Oh God! Well, you're there. Aren't you? Sometimes there. Sometimes and he's there. playing piano for the Disney songs, <sighs> but he's doing like on the fly weird sometime arrangements of them. That's pretty good. And. What, Kurt Ellings at the mic? Sure. Alan Menken's there as well. He's kind of... He's just overseeing. Yeah. He's doing that thing where he sings all his own songs too fast as well. It doesn't, yeah. Doesn't he hasn't got do time for it. No. no. That'll be good. We have The Rock there singing half of that song from Moana. Yeah. Just the entertainment and, side's going to be really and good. Lin-Manuel's just in the stocks. <laughs> lobbing all sorts of <laughs> shit at him. You could use your telekinesis for that. Oh, we that's great. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's good actually. Okay, well, that's that sorted. Good. I think we are in love. You're right. (laughs) When did you last sing to yourself? There's a follow-up. Okay. Uh, Is the follow-up what? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. That'll be my follow-up. Okay. Um, uh, When did I last sing to myself? When did I... (laughs) (laughs) Does it mean a whole song? Uh, I suppose, uh, what, in the car today? Uh On the way to... to, um, tutoring this morning yeah. was it that song you made up about the old lady that cut you off <laughs> I tell you what head. that old bitch <laughs> I'll get you when I can <laughs> it was 10 minutes with not a single rhyme wow. it's just it's pure just catharsis stream of consciousness yeah it was like the end of Ulysses but wow. a lot more violent <laughs> great um, what was I singing I know that I, I was singing oh it was um, Dave Van Ronk's Tell Old Bill. 
Okay. Now, the follow-up here is to someone else, question mark, which they've worded poorly, but they mean, when did you last sing to yourself? When did you last sing to someone else? Sing to someone else? Yeah. I'm taking up. It has to be at least 30 seconds uninterrupted singing. Bloody hell. Have you ever been like, oh, what's that song? And then you get too into it. Oh, no. When the big man comes (laughs) and he blows it down and he crashes into this old crow. (laughs) Um, So does it have to be specifically, because to someone else doesn't necessarily imply four, but I think four is what it's getting yeah, at. Yeah, it can't just be while someone else was there. Like, if you were just yeah. singing in the car and someone happened to be there. Or so it's the like, flat. when did I last serenade? Yeah, serenade or perform. or perform. Yeah, I guess serenading falls under performance. Yeah. Um, Have you ever done, like, a romantic God, song didn't. to Mark while I've been out? I, when, <laughs> when am I not? Yeah, I, I just, so. I do it through the wall. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Um, I suppose the last time that I sang would have been when we did with me. Yeah, when we did oh. uh, our Sweeney Todd thing for oh, last chance because I haven't really performed since then. I don't think. Oh, I suppose karaoke at the Blue Eyed Maid. Oh, there you go. There we That's go. The and what did you song? I songed. Yep. Uh, Mac the knife. Nice. Stole it from Freddie Darrant's Archer set. I did because. Everyone knows that the Frank Sinatra version is not the best, first Ooh. of all. And secondly, that Freddie cannot be allowed to do all those I know. Songs. Imagine having a set for karaoke. <laughs> what a great idea. He did come up to me afterwards and admit that it, he thought it was pretty good. That's so, good. You know. He's humble. Um, my answer is constantly to the first one. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, uh, there's not a second of the day where he isn't singing. Yeah. Um, and to someone else, I mean... When did you last sing to someone else that wasn't a performance? I've never. I've never sung to anyone else for free. <laughs> You've sung to me, I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever done it out of performance. It's not something I do. Oh, well, I guess when I'm teaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but even then, not very much, because I'm normally, like, drunk or, <laughs> or tired and not warmed up. So I'm mostly just like, oh! And he only wants to sing part of your world <laughs> if I have to play that one more time do, 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 I get do, 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 do. the only pleasure I get from teaching that same song to the man three hours in a row now is uh, just fucking with the tempo <laughs> while he's singing because <laughs> there are bits that are like it, in the score it gives me the freedom to kind of like direct when we come in with yeah. the next thing so if it's a pause like in the um, what's the really nice bit it's basically before the very last part of oh, your yeah. world. It's like you can just hold it for hours. And he was just getting more and more nervous as time went on. Uh, yeah, that's the last time. And also, I've got an audition tomorrow. I have to sing three different songs for Ooh, it. what are you going to sing? I don't know. I haven't chosen. Um, number six. Let's do one more and get out. If you're able to live... This is a long question. If you're able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? It says a 30-year-old, not necessarily you at 30, mm-hmm. if that impacts your decision. Um, so this is just saying what you prize more highly, I guess. I, I think I'd take mind. Yeah? I, I'm very much down for abusing this body, so <laughs> I, I, I can't really put much stock in it. But I, what I, if it's a random thirty-year-old's body as well? Like you could get Zach take... Efron, or you could get like Bill from Computer Stop, and he just like lives under the basement. I, I, I'll take that. 
Yeah. I'll take that risk. I don't want to be an idiot or an Alzheimer's. Fair enough. I think mine is because the I, Because I think, you know, even if you had the body of a 30-year-old, people would be able to tell that you were 82. What, just because of your frames of reference? Like yeah. that thing about talking to a lion? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is... I'm, what I'm saying is I'm Wittgenstein. <laughs> um, but I, I think people would be able to tell, and so it wouldn't really be as sexy anymore oh but people might be into it though because you'd have 82 years of authority i don't want to be fucking those people (laughs) so i'd rather just have my mind yeah fair enough what if uh caveat to the question the mind of a 30 year old means that you only ever remember things from the year when this mind was 30 like you only exist within that frame you're like back to the futuring to and from the parameters of that 30th year what you're saying is for the last 60 years of my life i think i'm on the last day of being 30 no no you think relative to the day you are in the year so say it's january 4th okay your 59th year you think it's january 4th of your 30th year and you just progress through the year and then it rotates back well, that's so happy hell. New Year. That's literally hell. <laughs> that's a Black Mirror episode waiting to happen. So I'd, I'd take not the body then. Okay, but what about the body is the same thing. But by same thing, I mean that it has to follow exactly the same path it took in its 30th year. So when you're 59, on January 4th, I, if you happen to be in Bangladesh... I just make way. sure that on the last day of being 29, I'd kill myself <laughs> and then i don't have so you're to going worry. for option c neither that's the option one c death well it's not option c neither if you keep fucking about with the options. i'm just checking what, what your you parameters taking? are obviously the mind yeah yeah don't really care about it. what if I you applied your own mind rule to it uh still that i could be i could groundhog my way through that it'd be fine but you don't know that you're doing that. That's all right. I don't need to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I could be doing that anyway. What do you think? Know. Do you think that, um, you know, for the first decade, decade yeah. and a half, it's it's fun and like you don't even realise. But then, like, if you keep flashing lights and when mm. you close your eyes, there's that little glint of the image that gradually is 15, yeah. 16, the 17 times round, you start to realise what's happening and you know each time that you come round to the new year that, that this is it and that you're going no further and then you click round and you wake up groundhog today. That'd be so cool. It'd be the saddest thing I'd like I could it. imagine. I mean, I wouldn't love it, but I would, as poetic burdens go, it's a pretty good one. Wow, imagine the book you could write every single year. Oh, <laughs> Your wow. publisher just being like, I'm sorry, I said we just can't do it again. We've sold it four times. We, we, the third was a shock. The fourth, a triumph. The fifth, it's not going ahead. <laughs> do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Um, I mean, I don't have a secret hunch. A Alcohol poisoning is pretty much the, the even money bet at this point, isn't it? You're getting on a banner. I don't know. I, I mean, I assume if I go, it will be through some sort of complication through drinking because having given it up for a year, mm. I gained some nice perspective, changed some ways for a bit, but then decided I, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't that care. That sounds like another year's on the cards, <laughs> Get your Patreon up. <laughs> He's going to need it. So, um, God, I had for the first time since... Mm. That year, so in first time in like ten months or something, a drink. I had a, <coughs> I had a 
Beck's Blue. Oh, the non-alcoholic one. one. And let me tell you, <laughs> without can... without six months of no alcohol beforehand, <laughs> they are scum. <laughs> I would gladly swap it for a glass of flint water <laughs> wow there it was go. genuinely horrible oh. so yeah no i, I so I, I mean i assume that that or i'll be beaten to death for taking the piss out of someone <laughs> <in the wrong laughs> probably someone from flint michigan <laughs> on their way coming now. over <laughs> Mm. Um, what about you? I mean, I know you don't believe that you're going to die, so no. But I, spanners. I don't believe. It, yeah, it's not quite that I'm not going to die. It's just that you know I'm not going to die. Like this corpse that I pilot around might, you know. No, no, no I know. But so um, well, that doesn't count then, because I'll be busy being like a gas cloud of yeah, pure truth. thought. Yeah, um, I my hunch is sounds suspiciously like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, now back off. <laughs> The ghost is my are, territory. That's my turf, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, the the hunch comes to me in it, like images and sounds and smells. And all that I know at the moment is that it will either be very quiet and serene or total chaos. <laughs> Nothing right, in so between. What you mean is you've got two differing visions. It depends because I'm living in the fork in the You're road. You're fucking Robert Frosting your way yeah. into the next life, literally. Pretty much. Wow. I'm going to get killed by some woods. <laughs> <laughs> We've Imagine if the, the two options were that you took the path well trod. <laughs> Or you got and killed you, by and the you, woods. And you, and you walked down it and became so bored that you just died. <laughs> or the other option was he just fell into nettles and couldn't get out. <laughs> I fell into nettles once when I was a young Never man. again. Straight down a hill on a bike I was. Oh, That's why dear. I've never had fun ever again. <laughs> Isaac and Declan, says Mark, regular emailer, Stratfold. I was interested to hear that Declan has set himself a daily target to read an hour a day. This is in line with an article I read recently that states that some of the great leaders and business people of our time set aside at least an hour every day to read. The people they referenced were Bill Gates, Barack Obama and Warren Buffett. So, based on this, I'm sure we can expect Declan to achieve great financial success in the near future. Well, what I can (laughs) tell you, Mark, is whilst that is unlikely, Uh I have started the smallest of investments of late with the old money box, you see. Oh, yes. And let me tell you. Tell people what money box is. So it's an app where you can do weekly deposits and it invests them Uh in various places that you get to choose. But also it has a function where it rounds up. You can connect it to your card and it rounds up all your purchases to the nearest pound and invests the difference. So if you buy like a £1.97 drink, it It will take 3p and chuck it into the mouse. But, I mean, I'm going to show you the graph here of of my profits thus far. I mean, if you look at that gross gains down the bottom there in in, in a week or so. Oh, wow. Look at that. Two Two pence. Just think. Everyone starts somewhere. Tuppence. Patiently, (laughs) prudently. (laughs) They were singing that in that hedge fund that I was watching today. Really weird. Uh, Dancing around, there was an old man on the ceiling (laughs) pissing himself. Um, The billionaire cornered me in the bathroom the other day while I was just like, I think I've just gone in to wash my hands because there's a really dusty keyboard that I don't like touching. (laughs) So I got him to wash my hands on my way out. Why is it and dusty he came in and started constantly have to touch it? Because it lives inside of the server room where oh, only dust no. exists. Um, he came in and started flossing at like 2pm or something and came over and was like, 
Do you know anything about iPads? It's a shame that he sounds exactly like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> he does sound similar to him. It's quite uncanny the more I think of it. He's, he's got a softer delivery, though. He sounds kind of like a sociopath, Tommy Wiseau. What would you do implying that Tommy Wiseau is not? <laughs> I don't think Tommy Wiseau... Yeah, I don't think he is. What would you do if your billionaire... It turned out that the reason it sounded like a soft to Tommy Wiseau was because it was, it was coming from beneath a small flesh suit. Oh. And he just pulled it off. And that's where his secret money came from. That's amazing. That would be really good, actually. I'd love to find that out. <laughs> you could finally Imagine get him to record that bit for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, we didn't put that in last week's episode. No, so buck up, all right? Yeah, we'll be in this week's. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> no, it probably will. When it comes out on Sunday... <laughs> Uh, but no, there was something very disconcerting. I was just thinking, I don't have any particular observation other than it's really weird to see someone who's got so much latent power by knowing that they're richer than everyone else they ever meet, pretty much. See them f- floss and brush their teeth. It's really weird, like the context of it. Is it because you're, you'd be so uncomfortable with someone just watching? No, not really. It, it was like just going the, into a room and doing It was just that. that he looked so, like you can see his skull. You can see people's skull when they brush their teeth, can't you? I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why but I, others don't yeah. necessarily put it that way. <laughs> you need to that, start thinking. I'm going to put that in the little file. I think. Stop! You don't have a file. I've got a little. I've started a little file. If you've started a file, I've started a I have a file right of to know. You say. Do you want to know what's in it thus far? <laughs> no. What's in it thus far are, and I'm going to give these sentences to the listeners entirely without context. Wow. <clears throat> His heart would remind me too much of my own. That's beautiful. And poetry. And this one's more poetry. She fixed it in the way a horse girl would. (laughs) What was that? Is that to do with? I'm not giving any content. I'm allowed to No, no, you're not. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Anyway, it was weird to see him outside of the context of their opulent offices with mm-hmm. a beautiful like mahogany desk just inside this like a fuck normal has bathroom to clean his teeth like he's got a but, skull just but he like didn't me. have to because it was just the middle of the day and he'd been <laughs> drinking water so what's he doing must be one of the Preparing. habits of billionaires with very clean mm. teeth makes a very clean wallet. he had only been drinking water but tommy was been chugging oh, down cheese and onion crisps grains. like no one's business uh so based on this i'm sure we can expect declan to achieve great financial success in the near future though the downside to this would be that we'd probably lose the patreon songs at the start of each episode now i didn't detect any sarcasm necessarily there but I'm certainly very insecure about the reception of the Patreon songs because they do feel to me to be the peak of self-indulgence <laughs> in an already self-indulgent show. They are, but show. we haven't had any overt criticisms yeah. or complaints. Not like with Hooked, when no. it was almost a riot when we tried to, <laughs> we dared to continue that in hindsight boring bit of content. Um, so I, I say carry on. Changing subjects, Mark continues. I like the titling of the last episode, 64 Zoo Lane. Interesting story about that. <laughs> what? That we just came up there. Isaac just, Isaac just went, <coughs> oh, episode 64, when he has to type it in at the top of the show before we know what it's going to be about. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, went, oh, let's just call it, what, Zoo Lane. Because of the programme. And then it came out. Yeah. 64, Zoo Lane. 64, done. Zoo Lane. This made me try and think of possible names for future episodes. I was only able to come up with 101 Dalmatians and 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> the latter being an ambitious target as you would not get there for another 37 years based on one episode a week. Perhaps another good reason to push to two episodes a week to get this down to only 18 and a bit years. He's done the math, as He's they say. It. Regards, Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. Now, 
Look, the two episodes a week thing, it's very much, it's on the horizon, sure, but the horizon has never been exactly as close, (laughs) which is to say far. No, we we are still quite close to it. And you know, we could just start doing two episodes if we wanted. Yeah. I say this quite a lot, but I'm taking some time on Sunday, okay? You're around on Sunday. I'm here. Hold me to it. We're going to sit down. You and I, and we're going to go through my calendar. <laughs> and sure, it will mean you giving up any fun you were going to have on that day. Oh, that's fine. Maybe yeah. you're going to stretch your telekinetic legs, so to speak, and just have at it with the, you know, the root vegetables. What about the person who was murdered in those root vegetables? Strangled to death over yeah, a by a heroin addict, I think. Or I might have made that no, up. I think it was by the her jealous allotment holder. What? It was a, I believe it was allotment drama. No. No one is ever killed because of an allotment. That's what you alone. say. We live in midsummer murders. <laughs> Bloody hell, England's a joke. <laughs> Stupid That's country. Brexit Britain yeah. for you. Um, what was I saying? Did you see earlier, um, there was a, a, something I retweeted, and it was um, Brexit, or no, it was Damage Limitations, A Tragedy in Four Acts. Uh-huh. And it was four headlines from the last like 12 months or all of things David Davis has said. And the first one was David Davis, the Brexit secretary idiot. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And uh, the first one was Britain will be stronger outside the EU says Davis. Then the second was um, deal. uh, No deal could benefit EU says Davis. Mm. And then third was, um, Bespoke deal, possibly last option, says Davis. And then the one from today, which was post-Brexit Britain will not be, quote, some mad Max hellscape. <laughs> wow, just imagine having to say that. It's just an incredible God, guys, dropping of the I mean, bar. It's not going to be, you know, it's, it's not going to be some mad Max. Closest to Fallout apocalypse. <laughs> wow, that's a shame, isn't it? Uh, what was I saying? I was saying something about how we... Could oh yeah, we're gonna restructure our time. Yeah, my time, uh, and reprioritize all things shame in an effort to maybe carve out space for that second episode. So if you know, if you'd like two of these a week, remember Should we do a little Twitter poll, and not as a kind of not in the Brexit referendum sense of whatever an it advisory says goes, poll. as in it's literally to gauge some. Yeah, okay, that's a good response. idea. Yeah, so have a look at Twitter. Uh, that's a shamecast on Twitter. We'll have a pinned post, maybe, yeah. asking your opinion on episodes. And also, to help us get there and to help us justify me kicking poor students to the dust, uh, then head over to patreon.com slash shamecity. And anything you have and feel you can give would be much appreciated. It helps us to kind of have time to focus on stuff that we want to be doing rather than teaching the same English lessons eight times a week. Oh, what an episode. Hashtag funny fish. They are there, aren't they? Little chaps. Um, Look, people like getting in touch with the show, don't they? They love it. Can't get enough. (sighs) Cannot. Help them out though. Give them, throw them a rope. Look, if you're jealous that it seems to be the same few people whose emails we're reading out. It's partly because they're probably better than you. Sure. Don't take that to heart, though. Because everyone they, starts somewhere. Yeah. Mark, I'm sure, Mark's started first off. email was three squibbles and a <laughs> sticker. No, it wasn't. I'll take that back. Wasn't it a picture of some taxidermied mice? That was early, yeah. That, that was, was a great That was, an, that was 
phenomenal. He set the bar high. That was great content for us, if not for it's on the, website, the listeners though. of the audio. Uh, oh, yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Shame.city. We owe everything to Mark. Yeah. Anyway, if you'd like to be the new Mark, if you'd like to challenge him for his title. Ritual combat. <laughs> then you could, too, email us at tas, T-A-S, at shame.city. True. Or you can contact us via the website, shame.city slash contact. You can find the show on Twitter at That's a Shamecast. Vote in the poll. You could find Isaac at Isaac BD or myself at Cynical Declan. Mm. You can also leave us a beautiful little eloquent erudite five star appreciated review. Mm. Shame.city slash reviews. Maybe. Maybe reviews. Never bother checking. Maybe reviews. (laughs) Yeah, they are helpful, please. Thanks about that. And subscribe on iTunes as well, even oh, if you yeah. don't use it, because uh, who does, to be honest, is very, <laughs> very poor bit of software, very cumbersome, uh, but it helps us somehow. And of course, word of mouth remains the best of mouth in 2018. And that means just tell a friend. I want you to just text someone right now that you've not spoken to in eight years. I had this thing that I heard about, that I tell you right. about this, where uh, it's like a dating trend. I couldn't remember what it was called, robocopping, I think. And what it is, you, out of nowhere, and apropos of nothing, you PayPal a dollar to an ex with no comment to it. Right. You just send them a dollar and see what happens. And the idea has amused me so much that I've done nothing but that <laughs> for the last year. No, I haven't done it myself, but I just think it's a great idea and I would encourage anyone we all to do it. it. We yeah, do I it? think it's... Should we each do it to, to an ex? Sure, okay. All right. It's it's so odd though, isn't it? Like, how do you react to that happening? Oh, this is a bit of content I forgot. But we'll yeah, it's only a minute it will take. I've ordered. I impulse bought something on eBay, and I want listeners to engage with some potential ideas for using it. What it is? It's fifty plastic spiders, and it cost me ninety nine p only. It takes about three weeks to ship from China. Good. But when they've arrived, I want ideas for the most havoc and chaos that we can cause with just 50 plastic spiders i'm gonna prefer ideas that lean towards a slow psychological of psychological warfare rather than just uh find someone who's vulnerable and chuck 50 spiders i'll tell you what fulcrum next door he's gonna get spidered he's gonna get (laughs) spitted as they say spitted out of the building (laughs) so yeah any ideas you have uh tass at shame.city or isaac at shame.city if you want me to do them to declan (laughs) (laughs) excellent well look thanks for listening do tell a friend uh venmo your ex a dollar because why not and we'll see you on episode 66 bye guys Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Bees are buzzing in the tree to make some
some honey just for me The bare necessities of life will come to you Come to you. 